Welcome to the Cabin Cast. Your getaway primer. Happy fall, Eric. Happy fall. I can't believe I say this every year, how fast the colors change. Yeah, up here, it's like a light switch. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see one tree on the road? You're like, oh, that's interesting. And then you blink, and two days later, it's most trees. Every year, I say I'm going to take a picture of our the big, beautiful maple in our front yard like every day and watch the changes. And I haven't done that yet, but I need to. Yeah, so I that's think that'd a, be cool. Yeah, the color change and just the, the different shades they go through is really amazing. And then just, I mean, the Northwoods is maybe not the most famous, I think out East, they talk about like Vermont and those areas being color change central, but man, there's up here, there's a place up in the UP that is amazing. It's like a lookout, the porcupine mountains. And if you go up there and hit the color change, right in the porcupines, Oh, it's unbelievable. There's a lookout kind of at the the far end, you kind of go up a winding trail and it is really, really cool. It made me think of a story, and I can't remember if I've told this one or not, but Brian and I went to visit my brother. He was living in New Hampshire for a couple of years, and we went in the fall to see the colors. And we drove from Wisconsin to New Hampshire, and our car broke down on the way. I think we were in, like, Ohio or somewhere. So you'd think that would ruin the trip, you know, or whatever, but I'm married to a car dealer. (laughs) So we just (laughs) went and dropped the car to get fixed and bought another car and kept going and got the, the trip to out there. And my favorite part was cider donuts and apple cider. Oh, I could yeah. have eaten that like for every meal we were out there, but it was, it was picture perfect, picture perfect fall. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah. yeah. My memories of fall just growing up. So like I grew up on an apple orchard and my folks bought this, old dairy farm and then planted the, the fields full of apples. And f- for a few years, we, you know, they did, they actually, that's when they built log homes, they general contracted log homes where they're waiting for the apple trees and the pine trees to grow. And they had the old fashioned cider press that they used to do when people would come for the fall apple picking. And I mean, they had the whole kind of, you know, petting zoo, the whole deal. Right. And they just had this really cool old apple. And I just absolutely love apple cider. I mean, they would sell gallons of it that they would buy from bigger companies and bring it in. But the stuff that they would showcase and and serve from the apple, it it was that. And then they used to sell those. Have you seen those apple peelers that spin and like kind of core out the apple and have like make a ribbon? They would sell those things like hotcakes. Those were so cool. So for a while, I would just, I would be the apple cranker. (laughs) (laughs) And then we used to park cars for, you know, tips. That's awesome. Back then, you know, a quarter. You'd be like, sweet, I yeah. could actually buy something. Right. Now you see quarters in the penny jars at the gas stations half the time. But Well, I had forgotten that they did the apple orchards because I need apple advice, so I may have to call them up. Yeah. Because yeah. our apple trees didn't do as well this year. So we have some theories, but I, uh, I may have to call some experts in. Yeah, they – my dad – went to school like to learn about all the different, I mean, there's chemical applications and things to make sure the bugs don't eat your apples and make sure everything grows correctly. And the gentleman that he sold it to his son-in-law was supposed to be in charge. And my dad was supposed to stay on for, I think a year to make sure everything went well. And they said, no, we got it figured out. I was like, are you sure? Cause you know, it's not super easy. And he's like, yep, we don't need you. He's like, okay. Wow. They, sprayed the chemicals in the wrong time 
and killed their entire oh. first year crop of apples and had to buy apples, bring them in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so needless to say, that place, they, they, the business does not exist there anymore, which is really yeah, sad. That and is sad. I watched my parents put that much, I mean, hand planting, right. carrying for this whole orchard. I think it's 40 acres of apple trees. And that just isn't, isn't there anymore. So Wow. That is hard to watch. Speaking of dads, my dad lives in Montana, but he is in Wisconsin this week, but not to visit me. No? No. I'm like, okay, I get it. Specifically not to visit you. Yes, it is specifically. And <laughs> I have siblings that live in the state too, but he is not here to see any of us. <laughs> so he brought three or four friends with him, and they are bike riding. They're all cyclists. So my dad's like 74, and he he'll he'll ride a hundred miles on his bike. Wow! Like hero, right? Yeah. I, if I can be my dad when I grow up. So he sent me a picture of him, and he has a Stormy Cromer. Yeah. So people remember our Stormy Cromer episode. We'll link it here so everybody can go back and listen to it. And he wears a Stormy Cromer um, bike shirt, cycling shirt, oh. and it's buffalo plaid. Oh, cool! Yeah. So I have pictures too that we can we can share with everybody of him going around. But you know when you think about what a fun adventure it is to take a sport that you love and do it in the fall, like cycling in the fall. The temperatures are great. The trees are beautiful. And I know Wisconsin has a beautiful bike system for riding. So I think they're going from Madison to La Crosse and up oh, and down all the like hills. Like a full travel. Oh, yeah. There's even a bed and breakfast they're staying at on the trail. So just a super fun thing to do in the fall. So. We'll, we'll share some pictures, but there's just a lot of things I'd love to hear what other people, our listeners, love in their area or where they travel and what they like to do in the fall. Because I think it's becoming more popular to travel this yep. time of year. You know, ATVing up here is huge. Yep. We do an ATV trip um, with my girlfriends and just to make it one day of it. And we stop in different places along the way. <laughs> <laughs> and it is so fun and so pretty. And it's not as busy, you know, so... It's another really fun thing to do around the fall. Yeah, we we dive in and you enjoy the summer up here. It's busier up here. But some of the things like there is a pirate ship that sails on the Eagle River chain. That, yeah, like a real big a one. A real big one. Yeah. Like uh, he took a – this the gentleman who started this business, it's called Pirate's Hideaway in Eagle River, Wisconsin. So we'll link to that as well because it's really cool. So he took a houseboat platform, brought it down to the just kind of base platform, and then built an entire realistic-looking pirate ship with a captain's deck on the top area and a spiral staircase and a DJ booth. And the it, plank. It, the plank. Yeah, they actually got rid of the plank a couple oh, of years they? ago. Yeah, they used friends. to be able to jump off of there. <laughs> and I don't know. He didn't tell me why they got rid of it. but I, So I have two different stages of pirate ship enjoyment, right? So – we moved up here right out of college and my wife and I would have our friends up here and have pirate ship parties where we would get all my college friends that would come up from our marketing association and my roommates and Sam's old roommates. And we would get up early in the morning, haul all our gear over. I mean, we had five gallon jug. I think it was called WAP, which is just yeah. a bunch of frozen beverages mixed with bottles of alcohol. And a keg of beer and we would load up the pirate ship and he'd take us out for like three hours. And that's when you could jump off the plank and go swimming and go up and down the chain. And did you dress like pirates and the girls like Tinkerbell or? Yeah, a little bit. I think it was like, 
kind of you dress up within like reasonable what college students would put together. Yeah. So some people were really into it. Other people weren't quite as into it. So that was one stage, a lot of fun. Now it's the birthday parties. So my son Lachlan, and my daughter live both have birthdays within two days of each other. And they had like a co pirate party thing where my Lachlan had his cousins Liv had her dance crew on this pirate ship and that's just a total different kind of atmosphere. You know, we did all the the fun themed snacks, like the, you know, I don't even know. Pirate all, booty. Yeah, pirate booty. <laughs> yeah, and all the rum punch or without rum. So <laughs> pirate punch, I guess it's called there, where we were doing rum punch in college. But it's just this super cool thing. And over the years, Pirates Hideaway has grown where it was just kind of the, the ship and a little gift shop. Now they have a full scoop serve ice cream and they have a brick fire oven pizza place that they just added in a bar and they have live music and a whole open kind of lawn thing where people can hang out and play bags. And even if you're not going out on the ship, it's just a really, really fun. That's on Duck Lake in Eagle River. So check out Pirates Hideaway. That is a lot of fun. We always enjoy that. Yeah, that's so fun. Hey, it's Kristen. I'm here to tell you about White Arrow's Home. White Arrow's Home is a lifestyle brand that shares a warm and cozy mix of design ideas, inspirational style, and personal journeys from the backdrop of the Wisconsin Northwoods and my lakeside log cabin home. I love sharing daily inspiration for you on my blog, through social media, and in my shop. At White Arrow's Home, you can shop in person in the store, but also online from anywhere. You'll find a mix of antique, vintage, and new furniture, accessories, and gifts carefully curated to fit our brand of classy cabin and cottage decor, campy style, and always a heavy sprinkling of plaids. New products come in the shop daily with decor that will let you bring Northwoods living into your own home and style spaces that are inviting, beautiful, and make family and friends want to linger longer. Yeah. And I mean, talk about a great time of the year to drive places that you maybe wouldn't when you're busier in the summertime. Yep. So take a drive over to Eagle River or down to Tomahawk or down to the Driftless area or wherever and see the colors and see something new. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) one more story. So speaking of driving, technology is really awesome in vehicles. I mean, now they have things where you can like parallel park your car and you just press a button and close your eyes and it does it for you. It's got all the, all the bells and whistles, the DVD players, the backup cameras, all that stuff. I had a situation in my truck that it's getting a little weird now. So my truck has a warning that pops up when I plug a trailer in that says brake pads, not recalled. And every time it pops up, I look at him like, excuse me? I know. Do you have to stop for a little well, while? Well, I'm just like, what? Not, not recalled. <laughs> is like, what? Why are you warning me that something bad has not happened? It, it's a little foreboding. It's a little worrisome. <laughs> like it's going to happen. Like it's going to happen. Like the next the message will say, brake, brake pads not recalled yet. Yeah. And then I'm going to get a little more worried. Right. But I mean, like the equivalent of that is like, if you're, Wife calls you and checks in. She's like, hey, honey, how you doing tonight? And she's like, I'm doing great. How are you? I just wanted to call to tell you that I haven't poisoned your dinner. <laughs> like, what? You haven't? Oh, th- thank you. Are not you planning? Yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> but when your car's telling you things that haven't happened yet, either. Especially breaks. Yeah, breaks, right? Essential yeah. things. Yeah, it's it's just, it's a little worrisome. So, I mean, maybe Chevrolet has hired like 
mediums or psychics to write their messages Maybe. that are just planning. So right. it's not and, just your ACs going out. It's your brakes. Yeah. You're, and it's not, there's no check engine light. It's everything's fine about the truck. It's your brake pads have not been recalled. Yeah. And when you plug in a trailer. Yeah, when you plug in a trailer. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's a weird glitchy thing. Oh, my but, gosh. I mean, if it was, you know, some sort of crazy. It's just a it's a trailer pull-in Chevy pickup truck. Nothing nothing fancy. But I must have upgraded to the, I don't know, uh, fortune-telling package yeah, <laughs> on the messages. Right? A little worrisome. Oh, my gosh. Well, oh. my recent driving story, I've for the last few months, I've been driving a Jeep. And anybody else out there that has a Jeep knows this that you have more friends when you have a jeep because you wave yeah. at jeep people yeah there's it's a jeep thing yeah you so you understand. just wave so my kids you asked, would understand yeah so my <laughs> kids asked the other day they go oh did you know them and i go no and they're like but you waved i said that's what you do when you have a jeep and i was telling another friend about this and she said oh my gosh because she also has a jeep and she said her little nephew was talking about all this with their mom and he's probably like five years old so in his mind, that meant whoever drives the same car as you, you wave at them. So his mom drives some kind of minivan. Yeah. And he was so frustrated with his mom for not waving at the other minivans and being nice. So from now on, I think everyone should do that. Whatever car you have. So if you have a Chevy that says that your brakes are not going out, <laughs> not going out. that's who you need to wave at. And then the whole world would be friendlier, right? That would, that would be great. I think it would be yeah. friendlier. So. I just thought that was the cutest little kid's story, though. Oh, man. So the other thing I was thinking of, I had read an article in one of my magazines, and this is uh, Recreation, which is an old outdoors magazine. And this is from... Yeah, because when Eric talks about magazines, it's usually from his vintage antique collection. Yeah, this is from December 1911, um, Vintage Recreation magazine. And they always do a recreations point of view, which is like basically a letter from the editor. And they're really interesting. This one just had a totally different take that is pretty hard to wrap your head around nowadays. So this is called Getting to the Lake. Up in Minnesota, the state of 10,000 lakes, there's one particular little town which having no lake is completely discouraged. The <laughs> citizens complain that there is no recreation except automobiling and only the farmers can get their money's worth out of automobiles. <laughs> But a farmer don't know how to enjoy an automobile anyhow. His idea of a good time is to go to a dance. <laughs> it is a misfortune for a little town with no artificial amusements worthwhile to have no lake, especially in Minnesota, where a lake provides not only boating and bathing, but fishing and shooting. And automobile-owning farmers monopolize all the dancing room. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but what is to be done? How does Bill Jones get around it? Bill Jones, who can't even make an automobile pay in the livery business, but Bill does make his automobile pay. It's surprising how he does it. One Sunday a couple years ago when Bill Jones was out driving his automobile, then new and shiny and a terror to his livery horses, he met a certain farmer in another automobile. There was much dust on the farmer's car and a couple long bamboo fishing poles dangled out behind. Been away on a trip somewhere, asked Bill. Nope, replied the farmer. We just been fishing. Fishing, expostulated Bill. Where at? Up to Hokahoji. Bill released the clutch and drove on. He didn't want to call anybody out of his name, not on a Sunday. Hokahoji is a plum 40 miles north of Blue City, and Bill had never been there on a train, let alone over the roads. It was a fact, though. Moreover, Bill discovered that other farmers with automobiles had been fishing up to Hokahoji. The way they did it was they started the evening before and camped overnight at the lake. 
There was a fellow up at the lake who rented boats and tents as well. You could get a square meal there too, and you didn't even need to bring any fishing tackle. That might be my favorite of all the old reads so far. Yeah, so he's basically saying, what well, what is an automobile for except for farmers and <laughs> messing around? And then he discovers, and the rest of the article goes on to describe him figuring out how to get into his car and go fishing. Like this guy discovered, this is the apex of when the automobile crossed into getting to a fishing spot right? further away than you're used to. Like it became essential because it helped him to fish. Yeah, and I feel like that may have been the leading factor into the evolution of automobiles is guys figured out that, oh man, I could get to further away fishing spots that I can now. Right. And instead of the Thule, it was the cane fishing poles on top that, oh man. Yeah. So Bill Jones is happy in the article and it's this, it's interesting to see where technology just leads to new things and, uh, Getting to fishing spots is definitely a driver. Well, and I love the the phrases and words used too that we don't use anymore. Like yeah. I think we should tell the kids, it's time now to go down and go bathing. Yeah, go bathing. Instead of the swimming, lake. they'd be like, "Oh, that's okay." Weird. <laughs> but I do know a lot of people that do do their bathing in the summer in the lake. But um, the kids would to use that term instead is really cute. Yeah, go bathe with your friends in the lake, kids. <laughs> <laughs> The Cabin Cast is brought to you by Roughing It in Style. On The Cabin Cast, we talk a lot about making memories. But what makes a home or getaway more likely to create those cherished times? The Interiors team at Roughing It in Style is here to help you find that perfect memory-making balance in your home. The balance between gathering and privacy, form and function, relaxation and entertaining. We have two showrooms stocked with furniture, decor, and lighting. Our up north store is in Harshaw, Wisconsin, 10 miles south of Minocqua, and our out west store sits on the doorstep of the Rockies in Fort Collins, Colorado. Find out more and plan your visit today at roughingitinstyle.com. Another thing along those lines is some really fun travel music that I wanted to recommend today. I mean, grownups can like it too, but these are great for traveling with kids. So if you want an excuse to bring the kids along on one of these fall rides, then you could play this music from the Okie Dokie Brothers. So the song I wanted to share today was Can You Canoe? And they were childhood friends that grew up in Denver, Colorado. Joe Molander and Justin Lansing were always exploring the outdoors. Whether it was rafting down the neighborhood creek or discovering hiking trails through the Rocky Mountains, Joe and Justin were born adventurers. Now, as the Grammy Award-winning Okie Dokie Brothers, they have put this passion for the outdoors at the heart of their Americana folk music. Joe and Justin record and perform family music with a goal to inspire children and their parents to step outside and get creative. They believe this can motivate kids to gain a greater respect for the natural world, their communities, and themselves. They've won the Parents' Choice Award five times and have garnered praise from NPR's All Things Considered and the USA Today. They've been called two of Family Music's best songwriters. So really excited to share the Okie Dokie Brothers.
tale Let's just keep it simple We'll each get an oar Paddle out to no man's lake And float till we can't no more Can you canoe on a little boat built for two? Can you canoe? I'll be your captain and your crew How fun is that? That is such a great song. I absolutely love that. They have so many good songs. Yeah. So many good albums. So if you have grandkids, that is perfect for the cabin, for the campfire, for listening to on the boat. And we'll link to um, their website and just take a peek too, because they may be coming to do a concert near you. So you could see they also have how to get them to come have a concert near you. So um, be there, it'll be exciting to keep following along with. Yeah. And the other, the other thing I was thinking with listening to that song is, or the, the difference between an oar and a paddle. And that's one of the amazing things about music is you can, instead of being like, Oh, this is a word you say regionally like pop or soda, you can actually use them to rhyme with different things. So, yeah. you know, you don't need a paddle. And then he talks about an or in the sentence right after That's it. True. And it's just a way to utilize those words in an interesting way and not have it be like a regional fight about what you call things. Like the dock or the pier. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. In, in poetry or music writing, especially, it is a really nice way to use those words. Right. Yeah. These are, these are super fun. So it's making me want to go take a fall ride. Yeah. So if anyone out there has great fall stories or recommendations or something that you guys do, um, oh, the last thing I thought of, the other thing, if you're in Wisconsin around, there's another place that's amazing for fall colors called Tim's Hill. Have you heard of Tim's no. Hill? So Tim's Hill has a, I think it was an old fire watch tower on top of this giant hill. So you can get up and see for so many miles and it, you know, it's a few, few stairways up, but that's a really fun, that's over by Prentice, kind of Prentice Medford area, okay. which is about maybe an hour, hour and a half. West of here, west of the Northwoods. So that that is a good spot to do, go color watch into if you don't want to go all the way up to the Porcupine Mountains. Yeah. So if people want to share with us those great color watch places where you're from, yeah, around the we'll country, we'll share it. We'll share it on our Instagram and our Facebook and spread the word. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a story of best color watching spots. Yeah, I would love as, to know as recommended. Yeah. So that would be great. Well, it's been fun to hang out again tonight. Yeah. Good cabin chat, and yeah. everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on your next getaway. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cabin Cast. You can find details and more information in the show notes on our website at www.thecabincast.com. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you won't miss a single episode. Follow us on your favorite social media channels. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Cabin Cast. We'd also love to hear from you. We want to hear your getaway and cabin stories. For a chance to have your story featured on an upcoming episode, email us at getaway at Until next week, enjoy the journey.